Recording now? Set. Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Tasting Anarchy. I am your host, Jacob Lindsay, and as always, I'm joined by... Mason Joseph. And uh, today we have a, an exciting uh, pre-Childerberg episode. But you'll be hearing this while we're at Childerberg, so... That's true, yeah. So, so like I, the, I, in the future, fun times. Yeah, that's right. I think, I think maybe... by Hale in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think I might try to, like, post it on... Um, maybe Friday so that people who are driving oh, they yeah. can get a little bit of uh, early Childeberg excitement going yeah. uh, for if, them. If we can, we should try to hit up uh, Rolo and uh, Peaceful if they can pull another episode. Um, and then like um, uh, Friends, if they can post like a kind of travel to Childeberg short episodes or something, you yeah. know, kind of give people stuff to come out on Friday. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be all, pretty good. All stuff we should have thought about ahead of time, but as usual, yeah. we are flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah, uh, well, and, and and to be honest, like I w- I was surprised when I started looking at the calendar. And actually, Rolo's the one who pointed this out to me when he was like, "Only a week out." And I looked at the calendar. And I was like, "Oh my god, you're right. It is. It is only a week out." Uh, yeah. I just I couldn't believe how how soon it was, and I, I I feel like we're prepared to some degree, but at the same time, you know. A lot of stuff has been thrown into the the gears for the this hopper. year's, <laughs> yeah, 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 to the hopper yeah. this year. So like it's it's been kind of a weird year, but uh, I think that you know we're gonna have a great time. I've got some uh, really good outdoor yard sports that I'm gonna bring yeah. down with me. I got a volleyball net. I've got jazz or jazz mitten, mm-hmm. uh, which is badminton, but with like giant ping pong paddles. Oh, so. I like it. I thought yeah, you were so going to we'll somehow do. like say it was like a new version of Jazzercise. So I was like, man, yeah. I get like some like really tight spandex real quick. I bet I could yeah, get yeah. Jared and Will to go with this. <laughs> so. yeah, they, they, I think that, I think you probably could. Uh, yeah. I also got bocce ball. Ooh, bocce! Um, which we we played bocce a couple mm-hmm. of times and it's pretty yeah. fun. And um, and I think that I think uh, Jared or Will are bringing their cornhole again. Uh, it wasn't Jared or Will who brought it last time. Um, Kansas City Brewing, good lord! Oklahoma, oh, no, was it? Oh, yeah, Oklahoma. Oh, oh, it, uh, oh, it was um, uh, Blaine. Yeah, Blaine brought it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I was, think Blaine's still coming down. I, I, I think Blaine's been talking to Jared actually to try to carpool. Oh man, um, I would love that. Like, I, I, you know, this is one of those things where it's like, um, I loved everybody who I met at the last one. But Maddie K, Blaine, Jared, and Will like have a like a like a place in my heart because like I went to didn't you know breakfast with uh, Jared and Will and uh, Will's wife. Um, yeah. Blaine and I just shot the crap randomly all the time, and then like you know anybody who's ever met Maddie K in person, like he's yeah, he's just, just a great guy, a lovable dude. Um, so and then like you know Jared and I like went crazy with the cornhole and just like won a bunch of games. So here's the thing. If if it turns out that Blaine, Jared, Will, Carr, you and I are the only people who show up, I think it would be still probably as fun as if a hundred people showed up. Yeah, I, I think just, so too. And, and like I know Rolo is going to be there, and not that like to detract from Rolo because I know he's obviously going to be there. Um, but yes. just like that mix of guys, 
um, will be great. And then, you know, adding Rolla to the mix will be even more fun. But like just thinking about like those group of people, it's like, yep, this will still be fun. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and I think so too. I mean, honestly, if it was just you and me, it would be fun. But, yeah, and that's what I was going to uh, say. Like, it does it does add it adds another dynamic when you're when you get to meet these people that mm-hmm. well, less so for you, but for me, know them online a lot, and then yeah. and then you get to see them, you know, once a year at this point. Uh, you know, it's been this is the second year of Childeberg, so you know, you get once a year you get to go meet these people that you know online. Everybody that comes is like just super interesting. Yeah, and like in in a kind of a weird what like not a weird way, but it's like you know you don't at, at work. I mean, for me as well, and for you, like the people that you are interacting with are just not. Uh, it's not, not bad they're not people, humans. but they're not your people. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're not. They're not your people. Exactly. Like I was going to say, they're not human, and then I was like, no, they are human, but it's like yeah. they're, they, they're not your people. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference, like where you and I. Like your main priority is keeping yourself alive and healthy to have, keep your health family that way. Right. I don't take the same approach, but my end result is the same thing is keeping my family healthy. Like those are like you and I have this very like symbiotic relationship in that regard because both of us doing well ensures that the other is doing well. And you know, the kind of all that like combination of stuff. So like, we're all naturally usually very in sync. We also think a lot alike. And, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about how to do like, like kind of hijacking the beginning of the show and being like, welcome to options, <laughs> the options <laughs> podcast, <laughs> your weekly talk of anarchy and options. Right. Cause you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like 99% of the stuff we talk about these days is somehow like the stock market and we go in yeah. these waves. And, and that's the thing that's like always kind of amusing to me is like, it's not that I don't fit in with the other people, but like the other people have less, like when the first Schilderberg, like they had really kind of no idea who I was other than on the show. Right. Like, you know, we were, we interacted, like they see you and I's interaction. And then it's like, wait a minute. Mason is also got like very weird esoteric knowledge about a bunch of weird stuff mm-hmm. and is weird in his own ways. <laughs> And then, you know, it's like just the, the shenanigans that we get up to and it's like getting in the wine van and being and like, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I basically got everybody in and I was like, shut the fuck up. It's, it is a cult. <laughs> like, pretending, like, I kidnapped everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, right. You know, so it's just the, like, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm very frustrated that my wife and daughter won't be able to come because of everything that's going on in the world. But even like right now, like if I knew what it was going to be right now, they would be coming. You know, like if, if I had known that this was going to shape up to be the, what it was, like they definitely would be coming with us. Um, especially when I had direct flights, like it was, you know, three and a half hours would have been easy with my daughter. Uh, but now that it's kind of like broken up and, you know, then traveling out, it's just, it's going to be one of those goofy things, but I know in the well, end, I think, yeah, kind of on that note, like the, the uncertainty is one of the things it's, it's the most difficult with the current situation is that mm-hmm. like you're waiting on the edge of your seat to get information from somebody that you have no control over at all. Yeah. And and, it's just kind of a weird thing. And that's the thing is like, it's somebody who doesn't have like the profit mechanism to like force the, not force the hand, but like to be more, not forthcoming, but like more willing to be forthcoming. Cause like, you know, there's certain like times where like, 
oh, is Apple, are they, are they, are they going to release a new product? And, you know, like Apple doesn't ever, like, this is one of the goofy things about Apple is like the day before they release the new version of the MacBook, they don't lower the price on the old MacBook. They just literally same price. And then the next day, usually at the same price, a better one comes out, whether it's the best thing you could buy or not, but it's just a better one comes out. Yeah. And so like, you know, certain companies aren't driven in the same way, the profit profit mechanism that we understand it but that's what drives me nuts about this whole thing is like if this was a private park they'd be all over telling you what's going on especially with like as many sites as we were trying to reserve on a holiday weekend yeah going like we still want to come like Mm -hmm. we're we're saying we want to show up (laughs) yeah so now if granted if i if it was just me coming and like we wouldn't be doing camping the same way we'd probably be camping like randomly on the side of the road like outside of like wineries and stuff and then like probably end up picking grapes or like doing some weird wine work or probably like go down to altamarfa and be like hey (laughs) you know just show (laughs) up that's a long drive but yeah yeah. but that that's the type of thing you and i would do it's like because especially switch off like we'd show up at altamarfa and like ricky wouldn't be there and be like uh do you need us to do anything like what do you mean it's like well yeah yeah we're we're in your vineyard you know fighting rattlesnakes and scorpions or whatever (laughs) <laughs> just right right you know that sort of stuff so you know that's it's going to be one of those it's going to be one of those events that it's going to be pretty awesome and speaking of awesome things so uh you know peaceful treason is going to be there and they last year brought a, down a bunch of different beers um and kind of collected stuff on their way so i thought well i often extol them on the virtues of Virginia beer. So of course I had to go out and get two of my favorite Virginia beers. So I've got those. And then I was like, well, I want to get Jacob something because you know, Hey, you've gotten me a bunch of different stuff over the, over the time frame. So I asked you, you know, Hey, what do you want from your secondary or I guess a tertiary California is your home state. Texas is really more of a home state to you than Virginia was. So yeah. third home. I mean, state. The thing is that like, I, I was actually thinking about, I was talking to Victoria about this the other day is that like, I lived in Virginia longer than I lived in California, but I still think of California as my home state, which is weird. Yeah. But like, that's the thing is like, California is where you got your identity to a point. Yeah. Right. Like your right. familial identity was created in California your friendship identity is really created in Virginia, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't much else about Virginia that was there for you. You know, your dad was gone for a long time of it. And then your parents were gone for what, three years before you left, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just kind of me and some, you know, Nate and other friends, but then Nate was gone. And then, you know, yeah, there, there was other people, but it's just kind of like me. And then, you know, it's like, okay. So, but yeah, that's why I was like, all right, I'll get, Jacob something. And then you're like, Hey, let's get great devil's small swamp. And then apparently like O'Connor's doesn't really produce that. So I couldn't find it. So I got you a surprise, something else. And then I was like, Oh, right, what do I get Jared? And that leads me to what I'm reviewing tonight. So great dismal swamp, black IPAs and O'Connor beer that you and I fell in love with. And I have subsequently haven't drank in quite a long time. I was looking forward to having a few out there with you. Um, they didn't have it. So, but they had Sour Batch Kids, which is a sour IPA. And one of the things is like most of the breweries out here do sours now. As far as I can tell, this is the only sour that O'Connor's does. And what's really weird about it is it's not artificially sour. You know, like how like Sour Patches, like Sour Patch Kids and stuff like that, 
they never lose that initial upfront sour. Like when you put another one in, like you don't get used to the sour, but like most sour beers, it kind of like satiates the palate on the sourness and you kind of start express like expressing the other stuff to it. This was just sour pretty much the entire time, but like it would stop being sour in your mouth and then standard IPA comes on and it's like a 7.3. So it's not a double, but it's alcoholic, like a double. So, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is interesting. So, uh, that's what I had tonight. So 7.3, super tart up front, not bad tasting. Now I drank them warm, probably would have been a lot better cold, but you know me, I'm like, I can't manage to refrigerate anything. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, it was, it was one of those beers where I'm like, this wasn't bad. Like it was like 14 bucks for four, you know, not, not my favorite price point, but definitely wasn't anything where I'm like, I got ripped off. So right. just a unique, unique beer. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, I actually have been having a ton of beer lately, but I decided to open a bottle of wine tonight. Ooh. Um, and it's actually one that I think I've reviewed before. It's, it's Maxville, uh, Cab Franc, Napa Valley, 2015. I think I've, I think I've done this one on the show before. It, it's pretty good. I think it's a good representation of Napa Cab Franc. Uh, it's 14.5 percent alcohol by volume. Um, I probably won't finish the bottle t- tonight, but I also I I got out to eat these burgers. Um, goes well with beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Um, I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it. It's not as like delicate and refined as Virginia Cab Franc or Finger Lakes Cab Franc or Loire Valley Cab Franc, which are my favorites. Those, those probably those three are probably my favorite Cab Francs. Um, it is very typical, I think, of Napa Valley Cab Franc, but on the kind of the higher end. So it does have a lot of those flavors that you'd get out of Cab Sauv, but it's a little bit less punchy and it has a little bit more of the um kind of the more delicate flavors, like the the tobacco notes, the the pepper, the uh, vanilla, the herb, the herbal notes and stuff like that. A little bit less of the fruit flavor, a little bit less of the tannins. But being from California, it still does have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not as in your face as a as a um, as a Cabernet Sauvignon. So mm-hmm. uh, really very good. Normally this retails for about fifty dollars a bottle. It's uh, on last bottle of wines. I got it for about half the price. So I think it was like twenty six a bottle. Nice. Uh, so I bought six of them just because I like them <laughs> a lot. And um, and I've had this before. They they actually have this uh, and actually the same vintage they have at uh, Total Wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 a good one. It's definitely worth the price if you're interested in trying out a cab franc. This is a great cab franc to try. Mm-hmm. But just keep in mind that you're going to get a little bit more of the of the delicate nature from Virginia, which I think. Now, granted, Virginia is is hit or miss when it comes to wineries because it is very difficult, and there mm-hmm. is a lot of money from D.C. where people are kind of opening vanity projects. But um, the ones that do Cab Franc really well do Cab Franc really well. Yeah, and I, uh, Green, Green Hill Ven- Vineyards is one of the ones that I really like. Uh, they're up there in Northern Virginia, but there's mm-hmm. also some Charlotte and and a little bit further up in the mountains and stuff like that that do really good. I think Pollock is another good one. Um, there's, there's a couple of others that I, the names just don't come to come to mind. Pollock is like one of the real famous ones that it, that's pretty, pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you might have to order it, but, uh, they, I think at some total wines, they do have it. And Virginia, uh, yeah. like Virginia actually can ship to a lot of States. 
even before that Supreme Court ruling. So like Virginia is one of those ones where like there's a lot of reciprocal agreements for Virginia. So yeah, you don't yeah, have as much issue true. getting it shipped in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's true. And there's also you, the Virginia ones, uh, yeah, you can get them shipped everywhere. Like uh, Finger Lakes region is even less well-known and then Loire is sometimes difficult to get just cause it's, you know, it's gotta be done through an importer mm-hmm. and then the importer, it depends on where they're importing it, whether they have the reciprocal agreement or not necessarily a reciprocal agreement, but they have the agreement to ship to different places. Yeah. Now does Loire like is Cap Franc a high production one in like in Loire? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not there. Most of theirs. Um, I think they do mostly white wines actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I can look it up real quick. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Cab Franc is actually, like, when you go to Total Wine, in the Loire section, if they have a, a Loire section, it's usually mostly whites. And I and I can't remember what the white is that they do. Um, I know we've discussed it several times. We, we have, <laughs> yeah. We have. But, you know, I just don't drink, I don't drink, uh, I just don't drink white wines very often. Yeah. So you know, I always, always forget, but their, their Cab Franc is one of my favorite things that they do. But they, uh, let's see, they, uh, Muscadet, I think is one they do. And Sincere is, I think, the very popular one. Um, but I think Sincere might be a region because Polyfume is also a region. Um, oh, Sauvignon Blanc, of course. That's the, that's actually one of the few whites that I really like. Uh, so Sauvignon Blanc <laughs> is actually their, one of their very popular ones. Interesting. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I, th- I think I probably knew that and just did not recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's p- pretty interesting. So they do they do Cab Franc also. They also do, uh, I think, uh, Chenon Rosé is is uh, is one that they do. And I think that is from Cab Franc. Um that's a region as well, Chanon, I think. Um, so their rosé, I believe, is rosé of Cab Franc, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. So, yeah, very, very it's a, it's an interesting area. I think they also do a sparkling. And I think they're sparkling. I think their sparkling might be from. Uh, you know, I don't remember what their sparkling's from, but actually, I think, didn't we talk about it with. Uh, Ricky last episode? I think we did actually. Yeah, I kind of remember that now. That they're uh yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't know enough about it to I think it's a Chenin Blanc, I think is one of the ones they do there. I think they make a sparkling out of Chenin Blanc. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong though. So don't quote me on that. I don't know enough about Loire other than that they make very good Cab Franc. Uh and that you there's like there's maybe four or five bottles available at Total Wine. <laughs> and and I absolutely love them. Every single one of them I love. There's one in particular which I've done a review on the show. I probably should have looked it at looked it up before the show cuz you know, whenever I do a cab franc it's always it's you know, inevitably going to lead back to that, but uh you know, look it up, discover it for yourself. DM me if you DM me on Twitter at Tasting Anarchy. Um I'll be able to look it up for you if you if you really want to know. Yeah. So so, anyways, very good. Maxville, Maxville Cabernet Franc, um, Napa Valley, twenty fifteen. Check it out if you have the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so, 
we discussed this a little bit before the show started that we didn't want to talk a lot about Corona, mm-hmm. but I have an announcement for Childeberg that is sort of related to Corona, and it also kind of ties into an article that uh, I, I had for this week. And the article is uh, U.S. wineries cautiously begin reopening. And what's interesting about this article is that it focuses on Texas wineries, mm-hmm. uh, in particular one that produces a Tempranillo that you have had and that I've had. Mm. And that we've shared with Mark Clara from the Lions of Liberty podcast, Pertinella yeah. Sellers. And uh, they make some pretty good uh, Tempranillos, I think. And uh, I sent one to Mark Clara. I've sent one to you. I think I sent the reserve to Mark Clara and the regular to you. Uh, but I've had several of them and I do get them occasionally. And they're quoted in this article where they're saying, you know, we, we don't know really what's going on. We're, we're hoping that things get back to normal soon. But uh, we're ca- cautiously optimistic. Uh, and Basically, the article, I'll I'll kind of sum it up in brief, is just talking about how uh, a lot of the wineries in different parts of the country that are opening up, Texas is one that they're focusing on, um, is allowing like limited access to the wineries, and that a lot of the wineries do rely heavily on this foot traffic. So in particular, Virginia, uh, they do about 85% of their business at the winery. Mm -hmm. So if they're shut down as they have been lately, they lose about 85% of their business during that time. And so a lot of these wineries have been struggling to try to figure out other ways to do it. Um, There's also like a lot of them do business at festivals. The festivals have been getting shut down and uh, it's just kind of, you know, for lack of a better way, putting it a shit show for uh, any, any business, not just wineries that revolve around people getting together. Uh, so this article, it was pretty interesting. It was it was from uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It was from um, Wine Spectator, which is uh, one of the ones that I get a subscription with. And uh, again, it was titled uh, "U.S. Wineries Cautiously Begin Reopening Phase," which goes through uh, a, a number of areas where they're starting to reopen. New York is having some issues. They do mention Andrew Como's um, the the Finger Lakes region where they're not allowing people. They also mentioned Virginia in it. And that a lot of these wineries are kind of going like, yeah, we want to reopen. We also want our patrons to be safe. Uh, but at the same time, they kind of go over some of the numbers and and that like a lot of these wineries can't really stay in business if they can't sell their bottles now. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the case with a lot of different businesses in, in general, not just wineries. Uh, and this sort of brings us to Childeberg, which has had, you know, Corona related restrictions and stuff like that. But I've called around to a couple of the wineries in the area and uh, at least three are going to be open. So we may be uh, going to three wineries, possibly only two. But uh, what's cool about one of them is, or or about two of them is that they're on the same site. So, Hmm. um, so we've, we're going to bring back the wine van for everybody. This is, I think the first announcement that I've made about the wine van. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of a first come first serve, I think. Uh, Mason, you and I may take turns driving it if we decide that we want to go on two separate days. Mm-hmm. Because there's a there's a winery that's pretty close called Spicewood Winery. Uh, we'll we'll maybe go on to that one maybe Sunday. Uh, although you're leaving on Monday, so maybe we'll. Oh, I'm leaving on we'll Tuesday. Figure some. Oh, you're leaving Tuesday? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, I thought I, mean, I thought your uh, thing said Monday, but I, I could mean, be check. I could be mistaken. I'll, uh, you keep talking. I'll, I'll check it in. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, May, uh, May 25th, you're moving back or you're, you're going back. That's, that's Monday. Um, 
so yeah. So anyway, so these, so we're going to try to visit a couple of these. We might do, uh, we might do it a little bit at Saturday, a little bit Sunday and, uh, visit them, try them out. And, uh, this is going to be a little bit less organized than the last wine van trip, but I, I thought it would be important since we've had to change venues and, uh, it's something that Mason and I love and that everybody had a really good time doing last time. And the people who weren't able to do it felt like they missed out. So we're going to bring back the wine wine van. We've got three locations planned. Uh, first come, first serve for anybody who is is going to be at the site. We'll just kind of announce it and say, hey, we've got 12 seats on the wine van. Uh, come over here, get in the car, and we'll head over. <laughs> and, and they're going to be open, which is you know the Texas way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I am. So that was Monday. that was actually really my only article for today. Yeah, it would have been great. Uh, well, Tuesday would have been awesome because I, I would have been coming back up on Tuesday. I could have given you a ride. Yeah, but I'm coming back like I'm like flying out at ten, and we're three hours away, so I got to leave at like five. That's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, you and Rolo are leaving at the same time, so that's why he suggested that you come with him. Yeah, no, your, that both makes your sense. flights are at the same time. Okay, well, so. I'm apparently leaving earlier than I thought, but <laughs> screw that up. Well, I think we'll um, we'll be able to have a good time regardless of when you leave. Yeah, so. either either way. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's the thing is, I I don't know for sure that you'll be able to see Victoria because she's coming down on Monday. So I think you guys will probably pass each other on the freeway. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if your wife would get up that early, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Oh man! All right. Well, you got you got anything you want to share this week? Because we've actually say, only not, been going for about twenty five minutes. Yeah, not to like knock off like riding with Rollo, but like I could rent a car, like you know, because I've got to try to figure out how to get down there. Like yeah. right now, looking at like renting an SUV, like I could rent a car for that time frame for like. 76 bucks oh that's pretty good that's not that's yeah. not bad at all yeah not at all but yeah, if yeah. you get an suv you could take a couple extra people i could drive the wine van and you could drive the suv yeah and then we could have more people come i pretty sure we're gonna do that then okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, like, I got i think i i rented a 12 person van yeah because like if i rent like a rav4 or something like that we could get five people in there yeah. Okay. Well, let's maybe we can try that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, so basically like, I think one of those things where, you know, so, all right, obviously if you're listening to this and you're in central Texas and you've got nothing going on the weekend of the 23rd through the 26th, come out to Childerberg. We're going to be at where again, Jacob? It's Muleshoe Bend Recreational Area. It's near Spicewood, Texas. It's also mm-hmm. near Marble Falls, Texas. Yeah, Muleshoe Bend. So that's about 45, maybe an hour, you know, kind of traffic-wise from uh, Austin. So we're not that far away from it. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. And I think it's going to be a great uh, time. If, yeah. Muleshoe Bend. Are you looking it up on the? On the <laughs> yeah, I'm the, just trying to figure Google. out where. Yeah, you know, just trying to get an idea of where it's at. Oh man, yeah, the river looks real nice. That should be great. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping it's it's uh, 
I'm hoping the weather holds up for us because like right now it's saying that there's going to be a little bit of rain on both mm-hmm. days, but it's but it's early in the morning or late at night on both days. Yeah. So it doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Just trying to look at like how to get there. <laughs> it looks like oh, okay. come down 35, go through Waco. I remember going through Waco last time. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. That's not that bad. There's a lot of interesting ways to get there, I guess. Yep. Yep. Different little routes and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, so it says it's about, about three, three and a half hours from Dallas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there. Peaceful Treason's going to be there. At least one half of Rollo and Slappy is going to be there. One half of uh, Friends Against Government presumably is going to be there because um, I believe Carr is still confirmed. I'm sure there are people we're forgetting. It's just going to be a great time. Yeah, I think I think yeah. so too. Yeah, uh, this is I guess this is a pretty good abbreviated episode because I don't really have much else to share. Do you, you have any other topics you want to cover? No, not that I can think of. Um, you know, come out and see us if you can. If you're in, you know, Central Texas or within striking distance of Central Texas, come see us. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess everybody stay free. Stay free.